This is an ABC podcast. And the mayor is with us, Bobby Burke. Bobby, nice to meet you. Yeah, How are you going? Andrew and Michael. Great to great to be here because with the show going on next door and we could hear that going off and watch the fireworks last night. That's on again today. Sell out crowd here. It's all happening. It's all happening. You know the royal shows on, and this is the royal game of football here. You know we really put it on here in Bathurst and. Uh, you know, the shops, the hotels, everything is yeah. really packed at the moment. Uh, like you said, two years ago, really cold and uh, wasn't a real good score for Penrith either. <laughs> no, they got hammered that night, 30 to 2, but maybe a different story today. Penrith's been coming here and had an association since 2014 and they're committed till 2028. It's a great partnership, isn't it? How does it benefit Bathurst? Oh, look, it benefits Bathurst pretty well. Like this weekend, you know, probably a million dollars into the local economy just by putting the game on, you know. Just not Bathurst, but the region, right out to Dubbo. You know, all the fans from the country areas will be here this afternoon. You know, if they're they're Penrith supporters, they're here in big crowds. Manly, well, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) There's obviously been a lot of talk this week in the NRL and finally, I guess, an alignment between uh, the city and the country region. I think at the moment, Penrith and Bathurst is probably the blueprint for for clubs to, to work off. Uh, what, what do you make of, of, uh, of that partnership and how important is it for not just the region, but I, I guess rugby league in the community in, in these regional parts of Australia? It's a great partnership. Like you said, back in 2014, I was a councillor then and uh, I've always encouraged, you know, the, the partnership between Penrith and, and, and Bathurst Regional Council. And like you said, going through to about 2028. Now, that was the benchmark, I reckon, for uh, country rugby league. Uh, you know, the sport was dying a little bit. I think we've really lightened it up with these uh, NRL teams coming out. You see Penrith going to Mudgee in about two or three, uh, not Mudgee, to Dubbo in about two or three weeks to play South, you yeah. know, and great opportunity to have two great sides that are right up on top of the table. We, we go to all these regional games and it's a highlight of our season. And we're in Mudgee two weeks ago. We're here today and we're on the road to Wagga Wagga next Saturday. Then after Magic Round, it's Dubbo, as you mentioned, uh, into Coffs Harbour in Round 12. So there's a real feast of it. But for it to work, that the atmosphere at these games, it was a changer for us, I think, six or seven years ago, calling Penrith-Canberra game here, which had that amazing finish down at the southern end. And we're calling from a box right in that far corner near the (laughs) cricket ground. But that was the first time coming to a regional venue. You felt like the, the area you're at, felt some ownership with the club and it changed the atmosphere altogether. It, it has, you know, you look around here today, we could fit around about 6,000 in it or get in here today, you know, that's a little bit lower. I think we, one of those games, Canberra and Penrith got around about 11,500. Yeah. Uh, it was a great game and look, I expect the game here today to be really good because they're two top sides. So Penrith arrived on Thursday and they've they come and they're, they're active. They had a meet and greet at the Peachy Richardson Gala Day and a play like a Panther Super Clinic for 300 kids. You can't imagine how great it is for those children to be able to mix it, mix it with the NRL stars. Yeah, I turned up to both of those events, you know, and it's good to get, out, get down here, the little seven-year-old, eight-year-olds, and screaming out to their, uh, the football players that they like, you know, and getting their signatures. And the schools get very involved in it. We've got good playing fields here in Bathurst. Also had the opportunity to take uh, the Panthers uh, captain's club uh, on a tour to Hill Ann and Safala, you know. So right, nice. I looked after them. There was a few beverages on the on the bus, but sure. uh, you look after those fans too. Yeah. Well, what more can be done? Do you think? Well, what more can uh, the NRL clubs, not just the Panthers, but the NRL clubs or all the game uh, as a whole, do for for regional areas? Do you think? 
Oh, look, I'd just like to, all those NRL clubs to get out here. Once they get out here, they'll see how good it is. Like you fellas have been here, and uh, I've seen it for myself. Oh, once, that, once that gets rolling, I, I think uh, football and, and, and the way we uh, coach football in the country will be stronger for it. We saw Bathurst play Orange here. What sort of a state is Group 10 in? Oh, Group 10's struggling a little bit. You know, the sides are down a bit, you know, struggling for players. But uh, the top sides there, half a dozen sides, are pretty strong. And, uh, you know, Group 10 and Group 11, uh, rivalry's still out there. Problem is, too, with not only um, country rugby league in, in some areas obviously been struggling, last year with the COVID and not many competitions actually took place. Did yeah, we've got to get over that COVID. You know, that's a bad word, I reckon. You know, uh, this year we've still got a little bit of it around. Uh, once we get back in the next two or three years, getting the crowds out there, I think all major sports will be better for it. So Penrith win today? Yeah, look, I made a prediction there on radio there on uh, Friday. I reckon by about 22 points. Penrith by 22, so not even conservative. Well, they've just won this New South Wales Cup game 52 points to 6 over Blacktown, the feeder club for Manly. Not, man, not many Manly supporters in your electorate? No, I took a photo. <laughs> I, you know, I seen one walking with a Manly uh, Guernsey on and I said, could I take a picture of it? I thought you were a bit of, you know, I haven't seen one for a while, you know. <laughs> so, oh, very good. Tell you what was different in Mudgee, though. Oh, yeah. They did travel oh, everywhere, yeah. to Mudgee, but walking well, after breakfast this morning through the main streets of town, the banners up everywhere, it looked magnificent. Not only the Welcome Back Penrith Panthers sign, um, but also the, the various other little flags identifying players that look fantastic. Yeah, that's the way we promote it, you know, both sides, you know, we welcome them all to town and their supporters, and like I said, the future of rugby league here looks strong. Beautiful. Bobby, nice to meet you. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day here today. Pamela by 22. This is an ABC podcast. Well, the Melbourne Storm, another very convincing win last night over Cronulla Sutherland. 40 points to 14, a stunning second half by the Storm. It was a very tight first 40 minutes, but uh, as we've discussed, Melbourne simply ran away with it in the second half. Nico Hines, he's, well, I described him earlier, as Melbourne's current day Mr. Fix-It. When someone's <laughs> out injured roundabout, in comes Nico Hines playing anywhere, and at the moment he's doing a great job filling in for Ryan Pappenhausen at fullback. Last night was his sixth game of the season, and he's on the line. G'day, Nico. How are you going? Good, thanks. How are you? Excellent, mate. Everyone seemed to enjoy that second half last night after I'd imagine Craig Bellamy had a few home truths to point out at halftime. Yeah, exactly right. Um, there's a, probably a first half to forget and luckily we switched on the second half and ran away with it. But um, yeah, he had a few harsh truths, like you said, in, in the halftime, which we needed, I think. Shows a sign of the, the quality of the team. I mean, that's that's, you know, goes without saying anyway. But the fact that you guys started with a kick out on the full, then a bad kick, then a drop ball in your first three sets, and Cronulla kept pressing your line that you could overcome all of that and still end up winning the game by 26 points. Yeah, well, we just pride ourselves on our defence, and um, luckily we, we defended pretty well in that first half. Otherwise, we could have been down by 20 points, I think, after we had a lot of six-agains and our poor start as well. So I think we were lucky to get away with only going down by two at half-time, I think. How much time do you, do you spend in the off-season training at fullback, mate? Take us through your, your pre-season and your split, I guess, in times that you spend in certain positions. Yeah, in the pre-season we're doing our 13 on 13, um, I do spend a lot of time in, in the reserves as fullback, just so I can... That's probably my preferred position here at the club, 4-5-8, um, so I can get some reps in. But um, 
I make sure I, I swap and change in in different positions also. So when I've got on the bench doing that utility role, I, get, I know my um, job in, in those sort of positions and sit in the centres, in the halves, um, even on the wing. I bit I did a bit in the preseason and even in the in the ruck. So yeah, preseason is a bit of a, a swap and change for me, just so I, I learn all those positions. But I do spend a fair bit of time doing my craft at fullback as well. You got an early mark last night. What was behind that? Oh, just last week was. Um, after a few weeks of just coming off the bench, I was only playing 20 minutes or so, and then my first full 80 minutes game really, um, I just pulled up a bit sore in the calves, and uh, I didn't really train all week, so I was um, touch and go to play last night, purely because of the, uh, the tightness in one of my calves, and I just thought that would give me an early mark just so I can be right next week. You mentioned or you hinted at the fact that it's um, the playing bits and pieces off the bench. You're not sure if you're going to play, you know, 79 minutes or, or one minute, and then. Uh, being thrust into playing 80 minutes at, at fullback, how does how does that affect affect your body not playing that that week in week out regular footy? Yeah, well, I didn't really think it, it would have, um, but yeah, pulling up really sore from the game last week with my calves from the overloading, I guess it, it has played an effect. But last year didn't really, but um, I suppose it's just what I got to do, and I got to adjust to that because that's going to be my role this year. Um, probably playing off the bench a lot of the year unless something pops up in the in the starting side, so just got something my body's got to get used to and uh, adjust to it when I can. On a personal note, mate, big year for you. You're, you're off contract. You've established, established yourself as an NRL player. I think you were linked with the Cowboys a, a couple of weeks ago. Where's your future at at the moment? Um, I'm not too sure. I'm trying to leave that with manager and just try and play some good, consistent footy when I can and on the field, and uh, hopefully that sorts, sorts itself out. And uh, I've been pretty vocal about um, wanting to, to start somewhere and um, obviously if I could get a starting role somewhere here it would be nice but that may not happen and I, I'm, I'm aware of that and if there's another starting opportunity somewhere else then I definitely have to consider it because I need just I really want to have my own team and, and um, play footy in 80 minutes every week so um, that might not be here and um, it could be here so I've just got to wait and see what happens and just um, play good footy and, and just let my manager do what he has to do. You obviously seem to have a good handle on that because I'd imagine emotionally it's, it is a difficult thing because now that we've seen you in first grade for the last few years, as you say, you want to be an established starting player now, but it's obviously yep. clear where you fit in this, this Melbourne squad as it stands and you, you seem to have accepted that. Without accepting that, it would be very, very difficult. Did that take some time to get used to? Yeah, for sure. You know, Obviously, me being a 5'8 or a fullback, I'm playing eight minutes week in, week out in reserve grade or um, and whatnot. So, you know, coming on the bench, I had to adjust to a new position. And but playing in this team, you know, you, you're going to be winning football games, and um, you know, it's something that I really enjoy doing is playing in this team and winning football games. So, um, but I've, I've bided my time now for the past couple of years, and I think I'm ready to take that step to, to establish myself as a starting player. So uh, we'll see how that, how that goes. Talk to us about the joy about playing behind this forward pack. Nico, because we've seen the, the Harry Grant, Brandon Smith rotation and Harry started last night and Brandon was used as a middle running forward, which he excels at as well. Tuikama Kamitha seems to just be getting better and better every single week. How, how joyful is it to see the domination that they can set up on opponents, this forward pack? Yeah, it's unbelievable and they're just getting better and better. Like we had a bit of a, a slow start there at the beginning of the year with those two losses but this forward pack is unbelievable to play behind and 
Um, yeah, like I said, they're just getting better and better until he's having a, a great year. And unfortunately, last year he was having a, a great year too, but then he done his back um, earlier on in the season and didn't get to play much footy. And Christian Welsh has just gone to another level. And yeah, um, yeah, it makes our job a lot easier as uh, as backs to play behind as as a spine as well. So we don't really give him much wraps here at training because there's a bit of a war going on with the, the backs and the ruckies. But um, yeah, it makes our job a lot easier when they're going forward and um, they're doing a really good job. Christian Welsh is a bit of a friend of the program, I've got to say, but he's starting to remind me more and more of a Petro 7 receiver Steve Price type of front rower where he gets that leg drive going, he's got an offload in him, and he seems increasingly difficult to, to put down. So his continued emergence over the last couple of years has been enormous, hasn't it? Yeah, it has, and he got rewarded with his origin debut, uh, I think 2019, and then a good series last year. And he just does all those little things that right that, the crowd don't see and that certainly that we definitely um, don't take for granted because he, his kick pressure, his offloads, his, his willingness to take a hit up when no one else wants to and uh, it's something that's really high respected here in our team and um, yeah, we're really grateful we have Christian Walsh on our team. Just finally, Nico, if I can fast forward to Thursday night, you take on South Sydney at Stadium Australia, a mouth-watering clash. The only time South have been beaten was in that round one clash at Amy Park on, on opening night where they were unhappy with the way they played uh, with drop ball and so on, and, and you beat them down there. It is a mouth-watering clash from afar, and I'm sure one that will excite the playing group. Yeah, definitely. And it's always a great game of footy against South Sydney, and they're playing a really good brand of footy at the moment, and, and Benji's playing his best football you've seen in a while. So, And they've got striker all over the park, so it's going to be a tough game of footy, and we need to um, com- complete our sets a bit better than we did in that first half last night. So... Uh, yeah. If we do that and, and bring our defensive game again, I reckon it's going to be a great game of footy. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. A great start for the year for the Melbourne Storm. Great to see you getting so much action at the moment. As much as we love watching Ryan Pappenhausen, who's been in ridiculous form to start this season. Nico Hines, well played, mate, last night, and uh, good luck against the Rabbitohs on Thursday. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the time. This is an ABC podcast. I was in Bathurst yesterday calling the action Penrith and Manly. As we've talked about, good game of footy, and I'll probably do Penrith the world of good if they need it, winning eight games in a row, an historically good start to the season for Penrith. And Liam Martin, I oh, know, Louis, you gave Liam points in our Player of the Year competition against Newcastle with the impact he had, and he just seemed to get that Penrith team focused. Very similar yesterday. Um, he, he was outstanding again, had a very good game, scored a try, ridiculously set up that try for Steve Crichton that we heard earlier, and he's on the line. G'day, Liam, how are you going? Yeah, good, thanks. They made you earn it yesterday, didn't they? Oh, what was that, sorry? They made you earn the win yesterday, Manly. Yeah, they definitely did. Um, you know, they, yeah, they came out um, hard in that second half, and uh, we probably didn't quite match their intensity, but, yeah, they, they played really well. Yeah, that... Um and again, not that your team needs too much at the moment, but we were just speculating earlier that because you guys had to fight really hard to win that, it probably does you a lot of good, bearing in mind your success over the last 12 months or so. That can't be a bad thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, like, as you're winning, it's probably quite easy to look over um, things you're doing wrong. Um, but, you know, having these kind of games, it sort of makes you go back and look at where we can improve. So um, it will definitely be a benefit to us. We saw you starting a lot last year and you had your best year in first grade on a consistent basis. Now coming off the bench, we're just talking about the impact you're having. Has that been a big adjustment for you or not? Um, 
it has a bit, like, um, you know, getting used to starting last year and then now yeah, my role sort of changed, playing a bit of the middle and the edge. Um, but, you know, I'm enjoying it and, like, us bench players sort of see it, that it's our role to come on and have that impact and sort of lift the intensity. So I just try and do my best. Yeah, Liam, while we're on that, obviously I, I loved you in the back row and what you add to that uh, Penrith side in the right edge back row. But you've really made a fist coming on the field in the middle. What is your favourite position at the moment? Uh, I don't know. I, I enjoyed both. Um, you know, I sort of grew up playing a um, mixture of lock and second row, so I don't really mind. Um, yeah, I probably, yeah, can't really say I have a preference. Do you want to get back into the starting side or are you enjoying the um, coming off the bench at the moment? Oh, look, I would love to, but, um, you know, I'm happy to play wherever, wherever I'm needed. So if uh, my role is coming off the bench, then, you know, I'm more than happy to fill that role. Talking about growing up, Liam, it would be no surprise to you because uh, with what Jerome Lillway and Nathan Cleary is doing, you grew up with those lads when you came as a 15, 16-year-old from Tamora, so they're just carrying on with it like they used to and having fun. Yeah, yeah, no, it's great to see. Um, you know, we played back under-18s, um, me, Jerome and Nathan, and to see them playing how they are now, it's, yeah, it's, it's great to watch, great to be a part of. Now, just because you came from Tamora, how, just give us a little bit of background how you came to be discovered. You know, so how um, you made the trip to, you know, Tamora to Penrith and how, you know, scouts would find that you're a good talent at such a young age. It was actually um, a bit of luck, actually. Um, I was on a school excursion sort of thing and I stayed down with um, Hayden Simmons, which is uh, Roy Simmons' brother. And one day he, he knew I was a footballer and he goes, oh, do you want to go in and you know, tour the Panthers stadium and have a look. So I did that, ended up meeting Jimmy Jones and um, he said, oh, he just was like, oh, do you want to come down and have a trial? And, yeah, I just came down, played a ride and then played a bit of country rep footy. Um, and it turns out they were watching that as well. So um, after that, they were just like, oh, uh, sign you to a two-year deal with SG Ball and under-20s and see how you go and just kicked on since then. Fantastic. And yours is an inspirational story too, Liam, and a lot of people wouldn't know the background, but your uh, brother, your big brother was your idol, you lost him, uh, and everything you do on a football field, scoring tries and doing special things yesterday, you know he'd be watching over you proudly. Yeah, definitely. Uh, as I said, grew up, he, he was a great footballer, and you know I just tried to grow up and play as much as I could like him, so um, hopefully I'm doing him proud. And I know that um, I, re I remember seeing a story a couple of years ago about your mum, Maxine, keeping in mind it's Mother's Day next week. She's still out at tomorrow and she makes about a 900k round trip each week to see you play. Is that still the case? Yeah, every week. Um, yeah, she's still out there still. Um, she's teaching at West Wallong and, um, you know, if we have a Thursday game that school sort of just like lets her have the afternoon off and she'll drive down and drive back that night or in the, in the morning and go back to work. Liam, just a quick one. While we're on the subject of you playing some great football, are you doing anything away from the football field at the moment? Because when I was, I was actually down in West Wallen, I, I caught up with your mum. And she showed me the, the board and your name was up there as Ducks of the Year in the primary school and then Ducks of the Year at, in high school. And Mate, what are you doing away from footy at the moment? Oh, nothing at the moment. I'm a bit of a crossroads. Um, you know, I'm just tr kind of trying to concentrate on my footy at the moment. Um, you know, she's always in my ear saying, oh, you need to be doing something, you need to be <laughs> studying and whatnot. But, um, yeah, at the moment, I'm not quite sure what I want to do. So um, I'm just trying to focus 
um, all my attention on the footy and then um, see what happens. I was going to say, you are actually doing something. You're playing an elite competition, doing particularly well. <laughs> we, we played earlier, Liam, you diving through the air. All of you mobs seem to have Superman capes at Penrith. Fair dinkum. And you dive through the air beyond the dead ball line, flick it back for Stephen Crichton. But you also scored your first try of the season off the most beautiful pass from Nathan Cleary. This is how that happened yesterday. Three metres out from the goal line. Penrith on the attack, leading 10-6. Karoyasau spins it away right to Cleary. Lovely ball away to Liam Martin. That is a beautiful pass by Cleary. Great hole running from Liam Martin. And the Panthers get their third. That was pretty to watch. See, that's the thing from me, Liam, as someone who's never played at anywhere near this level. It looks so easy, a move like that. But A, you need the precision of the pass. And B, if you're not running in that hole and have identified that gap, you don't score a try there. Yeah, yeah. Um, makes it pretty easy playing outside, um, Clevs. You know, you just sort of um, let him do his work and it just opens up for you half the time. So I've um, got to give credit to him for that I'll, try. I'll just break in here. There's some... Um bad news for the Roosters, just getting confirmation that Brett Morris's career is over. He has suffered an ACL tear and won't play again. And Lindsay Collins also ACL confirmed he's out for the rest of the year. So horrible news for the Roosters. Brett Morris his career comes to an end and Lindsay Collins' season comes to an end, joining Luke Keary and the now retired Jake Friend in that boat. We still haven't seen Boyd Corder this year. Ah, uh, dear. Just uh, one last thing, Liam. We uh, mentioned Brian To'o. What did you make of his dive over the top with the celebrations yesterday? <laughs> where he told our Michael Carianis after the game, I thought I was going to die. <laughs> did you give him heaps? Yeah, yeah, bloody ass. It was, uh, it was hilarious watching it happen. Um, you know, I thought they were going to bloody injure themselves, but, uh, yeah, no, yeah. No, it was good to watch. It was funny as. Tell you what. We spoke to Dylan Edwards, was that last week on the program, and we're talking about going to Bathurst and how thankful he was it was a three o'clock game and not that freezing night of two years ago uh, where he had a shocker and Penrith had a shocker. And th that was your debut, wasn't it, two years ago in Bathurst? Yeah, two years ago, um, yeah, against the storm. It was yeah. probably, a, probably a night to forget. Um, we got beaten 30 to 2, but, um, you know, this, this year was a lot better. It was. And. Um, I'm grateful, as you would be, that it was a 3pm game yesterday in Bathurst. It can get rather chilly. Liam, well done, mate, on the form personally and also with this team just rolling along. 8-0, uh, best ever start to the season for the Penrith Panthers. Thanks for joining us. Cheers, guys. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.